Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and not GM, Azul, and we're in spooky season. Cobwebs, pumpkins, and spooky stuff galore. To celebrate and be in the theme with Halloween, we will be playing Locust. Locust is a bespoke horror mystery game about flawed character, exploring consequences, and morality against a backdrop of very real, very supernatural, and very monstrous danger. We'll be taking on the roles of the unsuspecting crew of a young up-and-coming horror series, wide-eyed and determined to succeed and make it in the world of horror shows. We've got a host, a sound guy, a researcher and a cameraman, all bundled up and intent on making their show a success. In other news, we hope you're preparing for a fun Halloween. Tricks and treats and laughs all abound. We may be in lockdown, but we're determined to make the most out of Halloween. And we at DFYT wish you the very best to anyone else around the world celebrating Halloween. Have a horror-tastic holiday. I actually don't know if Halloween is a horror holiday, but it should be. Halloween should be a holiday. Listen up, <laughs> DFYT listeners. Make Halloween um, a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to it. Anyways, that's enough of keeping you all waiting. Let's jump right into today's episode. All my bridges burn A path of no return There's doubts inside my and welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel's Play of Locus, the role-playing game of personal horror and mystery. As usual, we're joined by a delightful cast of human beings. Well, I actually haven't confirmed the human part, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, well, it doesn't really matter, human or not, they're here and they're ready to role-play this wonderful game. Yeah, let's let's start with the wonderful Steph. Steph, welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. Thank you. Um, How's it going? Yeah, so I'm Steph. I'll be the director or GM for this game. I also am one of the two people who wrote the system. So hopefully that will mean it's good. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Could you tell us a bit about Cobblepath Games as well? Yeah, sure. So Cobblepath Games is me and my friend Jack Milton. We met at uni almost a decade ago now. And we sort of started getting into the same role-playing groups. And one of the things uh, we had in common was we both were massive horror nerds. We just really liked good horror media, whether that be video games or books or film, TV. And with role-playing, we, at the time, we weren't hugely up on the indie sphere. 
and a lot of the mainstream sort of big bigger horror titles we didn't feel captured the elements of horror that we wanted to run with which was like the more personal character driven psychological side so we decided to just try writing a system to fill that gap for for ourselves um, and then a few years later, we um, had a system that had gone through several different versions and we did a Kickstarter and it was a massive success, which was awesome. And now here we are. That's awesome. Yeah, no, reading through awesome. it, it definitely seems like you've succeeded in those goals. So we're very excited to play it. Before we move on, just to get us in the mindset of this personal, mysterious, horrifying kind of situation, <laughs> what is your, what's your favorite psychological horror, like media, movie or game or whatever it is? Oh, it's tough. Um, so I, I have favourites in, in most of the mediums, um, to be honest. Understandably. <laughs> um, I, I guess in terms of the tone for this session, somewhere between Tale of Two Sisters, which is a, a Korean psychological thriller, um, oh. and possibly also Event Horizon, somewhere between those two. Wow. That's that is quite a varied. That's that's quite interesting. Yeah, no, it's a that's spectrum. awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now this is making me more even more interested in getting into the, the game. Um, that's awesome. Uh, in that case, let's move on to Sade. Sade, welcome to Don't Forget Your Tell. How's it going? It's going good. I'm excited. I this game seems really dope just from reading it. So I'm excited to play. Uh, I'm Sade Smith Edwards. Um, I am a, a part of the Lovely Craftians podcast. Currently, we're on. Season season four um and i currently play glenn bishop uh jaded pi also known lovingly among the community as daddy um <laughs> so that's a lot of fun i am playing uh malcolm jackson who's going to be the cameraman who worked his way up to get to the top for being a, a really good cameraman so he has a great mm -hmm. portfolio um very sweet um very uh big personality but two-faced in the sense of if anyone from his past talks to him, he tends to be cold and cutty. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And in terms of psychological horror, I had to really think about this because um, <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched one because I listened to, like, to stories more or like audio more having to do with like like really good audio dramas. Mm. Um, I would say the one I've seen recently was um, Hereditary. Ooh. That one was, I like it, but I hate it because at the same time, they've been really good at uh, increasing anxiety um, and not releasing tension until the very, literally the very end of the movie. So there's usually a, a nice release, uh, like a jump scare or something. No, you don't get that. You just <laughs> sit on it and you just wait. In terms of audio, if anyone wants to listen to it, my favorite of all time is called Danny's Story. Um, it's a story Ooh. of, um, it's like, a, I think it's a creepypasta that someone audio uh -huh. like shared. I can share it in the chat later. Yes, please. <laughs> it's like a based off of season. So every season something's happening and then you're trying to find out the mystery of Danny's story. So like, I'll share that with you. I don't, because literally anything I say is going to be a spoiler. Um, but yeah, that is Atlantis me. That is awesome. Thank you so much. We'll move on to Patch. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel, Patch. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for asking. Um, unlike a lot of the other people here, I am actually terrified to be on this because <laughs> I do not like horror uh like at all. Uh, the last time I saw a scary movie was I think in like 
in the 90s and I'm pretty sure I still have nightmares from that but I'm gonna do my best if if it gets really bad I just I know where to send my therapy bills that's all we, we got your back <laughs> <laughs> okay great um so for those of, for those of you who don't know me my name is Patch uh you may have heard me on the first campaign of Discount Dungeons an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast I played a two deck the half orc paladin there stepped away for the second campaign which they're working on but I'm currently helping them out providing the voice of Latimer Ledoux, who is, he's a pain in the butt, and I love him for it. Uh, we, d- we just recorded on Wednesday, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I have several people going, why would you do this to us? Why are you being like this? Um, apart from that, <laughs> I do voice acting here and there. I'm a little bit all over the place, a lot of uh, smaller parts here and there, um, but always open to help out with roles and things. And uh, yeah, you can pretty much catch me on Twitter at patchter0730. I try to be friendly, try to be helpful there. And uh, in regards to your psychological horror question, I went, I Googled, I looked through a lot of the options there. I didn't like any of them. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, you know, I think I will go with, I've been watching a lot of like true crime YouTube videos. So like that chapter, oh. uh, things like that. I'm going to go with like, you know, some of that, just some of the stories oh, yes. that you hear are just a little bit yeah. unnerving, yeah. you know, what some people do. So, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll go with uh, real life is my psychological horror. And Pat, uh, before we move on, who are you playing today? Oh, that is right. I am playing Caleb O. Naughton. Uh, he is going to be the hosting person of this wonderful little crew that we're part of. He's a lot of things to a lot of different people. uh, And I think the important thing is that who he is is not who he is to any one person. I'm trying to be as obtusive and shady about it as I can, because Caleb's a bit obtusive and shady. So... We're going to have fun with him. I am excited to <laughs> be this particular breed of jerkiness. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. <laughs> and last but definitely not least, we have Anusha. Hello, Anusha. Welcome to Don't Forget Hello. to Tell. How's it going? Thank you for having me. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I am good as well. Delighted to have you all on. <laughs> D- tell us a bit about yourself. Who is Anusha? What is Anusha? Who knows? Who knows, mate? Um, <laughs> um, so I'm Nusha. I'm an actor and writer from Manchester. I recently graduated from my MA in professional acting. And since then, I've been doing some stage work. I've been doing some audio work. And um, a play that I co-wrote has, well, it, we pitched it a while back, but it's going to be streaming as part of the Edinburgh Horror Festival at the end of the month. Um, it's called Something Strange Has Happened on the 15th Floor. And yeah, we we finished filming it at the end of last month and it's a kind of dark, kind of Lovecraftian, um, comedic horror digital theatre piece set in an office. And yeah, I'm really excited to to share it with everyone. Played quite a bit of D&D, not recently, but I have um, a system that I set up called Like a D6 and we run games whenever (laughs) we can. Yep, there had to be a pun in there. In terms of psychological horror, I'm I'd say I'm a recent convert to horror. I'm not sure how true that is, judging by like the fact I was writing ghost stories when I was a kid and like a lot of it it was like, Oh, I liked that when I was younger. I didn't think that was horror. And then it's like Anusha, it had ghosts in it. It was Ral Dahl. What did you think it was? <laughs> it was Tales of the Unexpected. How is that not horror? 
But um, (laughs) more recently, I think films-wise, maybe Rear Window, Alfred Hitchcock, if that counts. However, the horror I've been exploring has been audio stuff such as the Magnus Archives. That's what really made me realise that I did like horror. Um, And more recently, I've been watching quite a bit of Inside Number 9. Oh, yes. So yeah, kind of kind of that line between very touching drama and horror and comedy and the absurd mm. is something that I really love playing around with in my own writing as well. For sure. So, yeah. for sure. Um, and I am playing Teresa Reese Olivier, and she is the kind of continuity and research gal on this project. She's a bit of a stickler, very data oriented, tends to like info a bit more than people. She's very secretive, a little bit brusque. And just kind of keeps herself to herself and gets on with with what she needs to do to get her job done as efficiently as possible. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how she reacts to having to work closely with other people to maybe survive. That's not really a team player. <laughs> I don't think most of us are particularly team players <laughs> in this, in this yeah. context. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for introducing yourself, Alicia. So I will, as you must know by now, I'm not going to be GMing. Steph will be GMing today as the director. Um, I'll be playing Roy Ballard, who is the sound guy for today's one shot, quite appropriately, I suppose. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's kind of this mid-twenties, like, never grew out of the goth phase kind of guy who's always this... <laughs> he, he, he's he got this resting creepy face. He can't interact with people without giving them, like, a weird vibe. Even though inside he really wants to just make friends and be popular and that's kind of what's driving him. Everything externally just doesn't help with that. And we'll, we'll see how what happens to him. We'll see what happens to him in this delightful story. As for the psychological horror my favorite my new favorite um is a movie by charlie kaufman called i'm thinking of ending things i'm not sure if anyone's heard of it but weirdly enough every critics loved it but audience they hated it even though i think it's like i i enjoyed it a lot and it's one of those movies that leaves you empty inside at the end of it so definitely (laughs) recommendations yeah yeah so listeners definitely go check out the podcast the websites the games that these wonderful wonderful human beings question mark in brackets uh Mm -hmm. are a part of um you'll find the links in the description below Uh, but without further ado i think we shall jump right into it three or four weeks ago reese got a tip for a halloween episode someone tracked down a warehouse rumored to be the old studio for a show called jollity park which was just some some old 90s game show along the lines of fort boyard and crystal maze fact checking was relatively inconclusive which only heightened interest in the site was it for real while public memory of the show seems to have faded Jollity Park actually had seven seasons, and seasons one to six were at the time successful and popular. Season seven was a bit different. It saw viewership drop dramatically, and the final episode never even aired and is lost to time. Rumours about what happened varied in plausibility, from the idea that it simply ran out of funding, to the stories that certain contestants went missing or someone died on set, all the usual conspiracies. Regardless, the tip included some photographs, and at minimum, it looks like it will be a very creepy abandoned warehouse filled with weird old props, and there is no recorded knowledge of it existing that Reese could find online. So, you turn up quite early in the evening. Your producer, a chap called John, who couldn't make it on the day, 
orchestrated a surprise for you, which came through in an email en route. They hired a special effects team who were here late yesterday preparing some surprises for you. You park up. During the approach, it was nearly hidden by a thick wilderness, but now it looks colossal and imposing. Rusting corrugated steel being taken over by creeping vines, a sporadic splattering of boarded up windows, and unwelcomingly graffitied signposts. In the early evening light, it doesn't look welcoming, but it's not quite the ultra-spooky Halloween episode setting you'd been hoping for. The last comms you had from John said... Here's hoping Jeff and Sam have done some good work inside to set up some scares for you. The agenda is to go in filming with the expectation that those surprises will be there along the way. Wow, man, this looks the part, doesn't it? And uh, I reach out and like clap Roy on the back of the shoulder. <laughs> Roy immediately just squeals a bit and then like, <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't look like um, much to. To be honest, I, I've, I've seen. I've seen worse places. It, 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 I, I mean. I mean. Like it's, it's just. It's, it's. It's nothing. Nothing much. I'm, I'm. I'm sure of it. Worse places. Like what? <laughs> well, you know, I. 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 I can't name any now. But. But I've. I've seen them. <laughs> I've seen them. I'm. I'm, sh- I'm sure. I mean, I have. I. Ha- I have. Uh, 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 believe me, I have. We'll talk about it later, Roy. But uh, yeah, like at least it's a, a good start. Like, can't argue with that. I put on like my huge, very, very, very sturdy boom mic on my shoulder and says, let's just um, get it over with, shall we? I mean, uh, it's getting late anyways. Mm-hmm. And then like he like gets his camera out and then just starts following Roy in. <laughs> I suppose. I, yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll slowly, very tentatively make my way towards the this uh, <laughs> location. So the main doors appear to be bolted shut, um, but you can see a side door has been pried open around the side. Malcolm, Ma- 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 uh, are we expected here? It, it doesn't look like it. I mean, there's a door open right over there. Like, I mean, this is the site. Like, I'm assuming people are expecting us. Should be set up in there too, right? No, of course. Um, I, yes, of course. I, I saw that. Um, okay. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> lead, lead the way, please. I'll, I'll, I'll follow your lead. You know. Um, yeah. You're taller, so. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb like is it hears you both like kind of talk, especially here. Here's Roy. You know, kind of sounding a little nervous and, and stammering and everything, and fr- even from a distance, if. I think even if you weren't looking, you would you would almost hear him rolling his eyes, and he's just gonna walk. He's gonna like, I, is the door like just can it open easily? It's pried open. Yeah, you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been busted open by someone. Oh yeah, he's gonna swing the door open. If there's any ghosts in here, come on out. Hey, d- 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 don't don't say that. You 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 know I've <sighs> he, he like takes a deep breath several times to just calm down. And says. You know what? No, don't worry. If 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 somebody is going to get massacred by a ghost, it, it, I mean, it, 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 let's just never mind. Never mind. Don't worry too much, man. Everything's gonna be okay. We got this. This isn't the first rodeo. So what's Reese doing? I walk around the corner of the building from where I've been smoking. <laughs> you got torches, haven't you? No one going there without a torch. It's pretty dark. And who's talking about massacre anyway? Not on my watch. Well, I'm not. I'm just gonna point to Roy. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it it's just that g- given what happened during our last episode and uh, I just I just don't I just I you know just yeah well I've done my research nothing should happen like that not here mm-hmm. yeah just, nothing to go sure. on they set some stuff up but nothing nothing too creepy half of it's window dressing for this one to be honest 
There's no yeah. question online. We'll zhuzh it up a little bit. I mean, like, it's Halloween. Mm. They're going to eat it up no matter what. Look at this uh, place. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally not creepy. I mean, uh, look at the cobwebs, the, the, the creepy, I mean, not totally not creepy vines and the derelict... That's an amazing pretty cool talk to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm peachy and I take an inhale out of my pocket and just... Puff <laughs> 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 <Love> it. <laughs> Sorry, I won't smoke next time if you've got asthma. And I, I kind of stub the cigarette out on the wall. Oh, oh no, no, no. I, 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 I don't actually have asthma. I just find that this is helpful. It's helpful to your non-asthmatic lungs. <laughs> to have You'd an be inhaler. Surprised. Asthma medicine. Uh, Very little surprises me anymore. Self-medication is the new thing today. You know, you, you should give it a try. I mean, you're already That's doing it. That's a very so unhealthy just... sentence. And I say that to someone who's smoking. I was going to say, you. This is just, the smokers is this. I'm, I'm generally curious about where and how you got an inhaler if you don't have asthmatic lungs. It's a very I, good question. I promise I did, did not steal this. Okay. And then Malcolm's going to like side eye him. And then I feel like Caleb like is it like I don't believe you (laughs) (laughs) as he's like just flipped open he's he's flipped open his phone like turned on the the flashlight that's on there and he's pointing into the the doorway just kind of looking to see what's in there so it's dank is is the the correct word for it it is not terribly pleasant there is something dripping from the ceiling there is a weird dampness on the floor the walls are the same sort of prefab corrugated steel it's not the most inviting side door it's just a long corridor there are some doors in it and a corner at the end are you stepping inside Yes. I'd have a map of this ride for my research. Yeah. Um, you have a map of the building. You weren't able to find a map. You couldn't actually find anything about okay. this building online. Okay. I, uh, so Roy's hiding behind his boom mic. I'm like trying to, I should say. And <laughs> he, he says, um, so, so, so what do you see, Caleb? Um, anything? As Caleb steps inside, there's a smell that comes out of the hallway towards him. Something damp and rotten, like the corpse of a dead pigeon. So he's gonna smell that. He's gonna step back out, uh, and he's gonna he's gonna look at Malcolm and Roy, and he's just gonna be like, "What I see is an opportunity to get some good stuff." And I don't see you guys filming, so are I'm we ready? Filming. You are filming. Okay. Like my hand. Like I am filming. I filmed this since the beginning. I started. I, I immediately push the boom mic towards your face. <laughs> <laughs> not not hitting you, but just like obtrusively. It, it just like a little <laughs> little brush out of the way, and he's, so he's, he's like again rolls his eyes, and he just so he takes a deep breath and he like is centering himself. Hello and welcome to our latest episode of Behind the Hidden Eye. I'm your host Caleb Naughton, and today we have a very special episode for you. We are at the location of the filming of Jolity Park. Now, I don't know if you remember this show. It was a game show uh, along the lines of Crystal Maze or something along those lines. Now, this show lasted for seven seasons. The problem is that most people only remember six of them. What we're doing here right now is we're at the location of the warehouse uh, where that last season was allegedly recorded. And we don't know what's going to be behind these doors, but if the rumors are to be believed, then we might have quite a few surprises in store for us. So let's make our way in. So he's going to make his way in. He's going to like 
do that huge like that fake recoil it's like oof i will tell you the smell is simply horrifying it it smells like there is something that's probably been in here for many years past its expiration date so i will start backing my way down the hall so the camera and the boom mic are like are at my face the entire time so this is probably a bad decision but oh well <laughs> no that's solid so what's the uh the walking in order there's a, the hallways about wide enough for two people to to walk beside each other i think that malcolm would be right behind okay i'll go at the back roy will probably be beside malcolm just trying to keep the boom mic in in position all right as you all cross the threshold i'll be dealing you all some cards oh no all right so if you have drawn any virtue cards please discard them and draw again and add a willpower to your willpower pool if you haven't drawn any virtue cards just so just to explain to our listeners locus uses playing cards to represent the growing stress and horror of the looming world weighing down on the players whenever something bad happens like failing a role or seeing something horrific we draw a card Each of our characters has a virtue and a vice associated with ourselves and a card suit associated with that virtue or vice, like a diamond or clubs. If we draw a card corresponding to the virtue suit, then instead of keeping it in our hand, we discard it and gain willpower, which will allow us to re-roll things later in the game. Uh, Anyways, um, Steph? So, we've all got our starting hand, and at this point, a wave of uneasiness washes over all of you, so please do... Note your stress as uneasy. Joy! Dope. So mechanics-wise, stress will be an indication of how just generally stressful your characters are finding this, and it will also affect what you can do with your willpower. Um, The more stressed you are, the harder it is to use willpower when you get less for it. Just to double check. So looking at the cards, sorry, Mm -hmm. under what circumstances do we add willpower? So you would add willpower and discard. So you can never hold a virtue card in your hand. So whenever you draw one, you gain a willpower and you discard the card. Um, Only at the beginning of the game do you then redraw. So so normally throughout the game, if you draw a virtue card, quids in, you just get the willpower and get to ditch the card. Sweet. However, at the beginning of the game, we need to start with two. So Cool. Great. In terms of other ways you can gain willpower, um, if you reduce your stress to uneasy once you're stressed so if you decrease your stress successfully if you you <laughs> if you role play significant horrible vice actions hooray you can get willpower you can also get w- more willpower by being an excellent human being and doing a significant virtue action you can gain three willpower when you roll three successes or uh, sorry three sixes on the dice which is called a critical success and it's all tied to when you'd be doing stuff with the cards as well so a lot of these will also have a card interaction where you can discard a card but mm-hmm. yeah feel free to ask I'll, I'll keep the willpower bit up that's great thank you awesome so you are walking down this corridor and there is just this haze of brief almost mind fog that, that comes over you with this uneasiness It settles really quickly, but there's this unspeakable sense that you have definitely crossed a threshold into something, and it's it's a very unpleasant feeling. I I think is Caleb still narrating, or does he? What does Caleb do in this situation? I think he would he would probably be narrating a bit, and then he would like trail off, and I don't think he would realize he's trailed off, and he would just still kind of be walking back and just be like, you know, uh, you know, the, the show ran from you know 2000 to you know. You good, man? Huh? Uh, uh, you yeah. Stop talking. Yeah. You want to rerun uh, that? Reroll that? Re that line? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, 
Did you guys? Did did did, did you guys? It actually oh. ran from earlier. It was like ninety five, actually. Ninety five. It wasn't 95. from two thousand. Yeah, yeah. so you got your numbers wrong there. So we'll have to do that again. Your recording is interrupted by this. Welcome to another exciting episode of Jollity Park. Here's your presenter, Brad Randall. That is sickening, kind of creepy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh... It, I think they did say that there was going to be some surprises for us in here, so... Uh, is, this yeah. a, is, this, is that one of the surprises? Because um, surprise isn't really the word I would call that. What would you call it, then? Uh, he whips the camera around. <laughs> right. I, uh, I, no, no, the, the, surprise, surprise is good. All right, and then right back. And Roy looks down again. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right back to Caleb. Uh, Caleb would like take a quick lean over to Teresa and be like, "Is that is that name Track? Is that was that the host?" So yes, the name Tracks. Brett Randall was the the famous name of the host from one through seven. Had the same host the whole way through. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that fits. That fits with what I found out about the show. Um, I mean, it could be genuine, be something left over, or could just be a little intro they've set up for us. Get us in the mood for the style of the the building. I don't know. Shall we? Shall we move on? Well, did, did, see what's going on. Do you know if that's from the um the the, the last season or uh, from from a previous one? What the specific announcement or? Yeah. <laughs> To know. Would that be a kind of check of some sort to know? Yes, if by it... all means. So, um, if you want to make a knowledge roll on Jollity Park, yep. Well, there was nothing about the the building. Jollity Park can be found through comprehensive googling, shall we call it? <laughs> <laughs> so, am I, am I rolling three dice? Sorry. Yep. So it's an easy roll, and because you have okay. your item that you can use, um, if you want to use the item, it will reduce the difficulty. But the difficulty is already easy, so it doesn't achieve much quite at this moment. Okay. But yeah, it's. it's it's an easy roll, so you need to use the lowest dice to roll over. So this is me checking if this particular theme was used in any particular season. Yeah, cool. A four, a four, and a three. Okay, and what's your knowledge? Uh, what's your ignorance, sorry? My ignorance is two. All right, so yeah, easy, clear pass. Um, nope, the, the, the theme is the melody's not quite right. It's got the same vibe. It was a bit less creepy when it was on television. It doesn't quite match. Okay. Uh, it seems a little... I don't know, the tone's a little different. Like, it seems more minor and a little more creepy than when it was on telly. From what oh. I remember from, from looking it up on YouTube and stuff. Right. It seems a little hmm. distorted. Right, right. Yeah, probably just an effect they've added. Hmm. Where would that... Actually, Roy, do you know where that audio is coming from? Yeah, we should we should, we, we should definitely try to try to find out because um that would that was that would have been a good shot if if it wasn't for uh, us. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, can I tell where this is coming from because of my spatial awareness skill? Um, it sounded like it was just coming from above you. Oh, okay. <laughs> we all look. <laughs> yeah, we all look. <laughs> we all look up. <laughs> Amazing. Definitely. It, it was the from the top down kind of noise. What do we see? Do we do we see any like like speakers or yeah? Any trap doors or you can see a dark damp ceiling. See that that that's not going to be good for the sound. The damp ceiling. I mean, I was thinking it's more just kind of creepy. But no, I mean, I mean, I mean the ceiling. Like some creatures going to burst out of it or something? No, not not not. Uh, yeah, okay, that that's fair. <laughs> I mean, like it's just going to add another element of like. 
creep factor. I mean, that this it has to be the surprise, right? Like that's what they're talking about. Otherwise, it wouldn't really that's make that, sense. If it's not, know? we should definitely be like, be careful because that is health and safety. That much damp. Come on, like I. Mm. We should we should probably either check it out or leave. I mean, while we're up there, record. It's 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 it's, it's going to be a problem for the um, recording as well. So, Caleb, you should probably talk a bit louder. And um, 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 I, I I don't have any more. I, I I don't mean to give you orders. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, of course you don't. Okay. It's fine. You don't tell them what to do, and they'll just do whatever they want, which is never a good thing. That, that's that's usually what he does. So, um, uh. well. So yeah, creepy music or sagging wet floor. What we're we going for first? I mean, I'm guessing it's a floor. I'm guessing there's something up there. Yeah, Roy just looks at Caleb. <laughs> so just to clarify for the scene, we look up. There's a dank, dirty ceiling. Yep. No way there uh not from the hallway you can see not from the hallway you can see so no. it's basically just a long hallway one door on the other end uh it's a door on the other end and a corner that turns further into the into the warehouse yeah okay <sighs> all right oh gosh <laughs> caleb's le- of course leading the way so he's just gonna do his thing so again centering himself getting into actor mode and he's like hey, i'm sure he's thinking of this like all right we're coming back from an ad break almost <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So while you were away, we we got a message uh, actually inviting, uh, welcoming us to another episode of Jollity Park, which was provided by Brett Randall, uh, who was the host of the show. Um, it didn't sound like your normal Jollity Park episode theme. Unfortunately, I'm not sure if we were able to completely capture that. We might be able to replicate it at some point down the line, but I just want to let you know, we did just hear this, so we're a little bit on edge right now. So let's keep going. Um, let's see what's behind this door. And I'm going to open the door. All right. The door heavily creaks open. It's severely rusted. And the wave of dust that comes out from the room is enough to make you all feel briefly like you're choking. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. It appears to be some kind of dilapidated reception, complete with a front desk and a chunky computer with a Windows NT 4.0 label on it. <laughs> there are several areas of the room from which the scent of mold is coming from. And as you take a few steps within, assuming you are, yeah, yeah. from above, a body falls. What? Holy sh- What? Jesus! It doesn't hit the floor. It bounds slightly on chains it is hooked upon. Holy fudging oh, short. What the hell is that? Christ. Is that, is that, is, 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 is that real? That's got to be fake, right? Surely. Uh, Mal- Malcolm's going to like run up with the camera to the body really quick to get a little bit close look. Okay. So upon further inspection, it, it is, it's not a real body. It appears to be some kind of mannequin dressed in overalls. And as you inspect it, its hand, which isn't very well screwed on, falls off limply and... Bounces on the floor with a hollow plastic noise. <laughs> oh, well done. Classic. Man, wow. uh, they, they got us. Okay, yeah. This, this is all just like, they're just setting this up. Yeah, maybe at some point there'll be some actual content. Yeah, no, g- g- gotta say, compared to last week, this is, um, 
better. <laughs> By better, you mean boring. Oh, well, this is the person who was swearing it was just still a few got seconds us. ago. Yeah. It, 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 it I don't want to get done for murder if there's a real body falling through a ceiling. I don't, I don't think, you know. I fear it doesn't come into it. I mean, it isn't a real body. Like, it's as mannequin as you can get for a body. <laughs> like, the hand popped off. Boop. Just like that. <laughs> Mannequins are not my thing. Is anything to do with horror your thing? Well, I, I shall have you know Don't that. that. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I hope they've left some decent coffee facilities around here at any rate. Banging headache. Have you noticed that um they've got a better facility than we ever got in, in our last show? Like, it's larger for one. What, this place? Yeah, ours. ours. Have you seen our reception? It's, it's, it's an excuse for a reception. It's more, it's, 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 it's more like a closet that's very yeah this is a massive television show mm-hmm. we're just getting started it's only a matter of time mm-hmm. be positive as roy is talking you spot something through the darkness over his shoulder it is a signpost for the roller coaster and for a moment you have to do a double take at the name because you could swear that's the roller coaster name where she was found okay you look again and it's not there okay um right well uh I guess that that trick's done. Should we move on and see if there's anything else they got in store for us? Uh, you you are are you all right? Yeah, fine. Please draw a card. All right. So, so what do we see? In the, are there any doors in the in this room? The recept the doorway you're in is the exit to the reception. Got it. And there are no other doors within the reception that lead anywhere else. Um, there are the bolted doors at the far end, which, from Teresa's spatial awareness. That makes sense. Those are the bolted doors you saw at the front of the um, of the warehouse. Right, right, right. Well, uh, if we want to keep going, I suppose we should go to the down the hallway, the the the, 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 other, the other way. All right, Caleb, lead the way as usual. If if, if anything, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. If anything happens, I be the big dang hero. Yeah, got it. Great, great. Yeah. Are you sure about that? <laughs> No one actually said that. He, he does enjoy... Um, None of us have ever said that. He does enjoy his um, heroics. Shall we? Let's go. So, yeah. Okay, we'll go down that, that hallway. Okay. Maybe I'll... Uh, he'll make some, like, passing reference to the the reception area having, you know, smells and things. I don't think he... I, he might not mention the body just because uh, it probably looked cheesy enough that it, you know... Wouldn't sell well. Okay. Mm. So you're all leaving the reception? Yes. Yeah. Are there any papers or anything on the reception? Is there anything left over? Yes, there are. There's a number of flyers and leaflets. Can I take one of each and have a look? Uh, There's a lot for sponsors. So in the final season, apparently they acquired a, a heck ton of sponsors that okay i i tend to teresa and say didn't you say that um the show got cancelled or something like that in the last season so this is this 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 doesn't sound why did they get cancelled if they had all the money it's strange yeah because um that is a little weird can we take a closer look at that it was a lost season so it apparently got filmed but we don't know where it went after you know how tv shows have lost episodes and stuff right right, right entire season from what i could gather i couldn't find any info about it apart from that it was lost could have been there and i i point at the very old windows computer <laughs> okay so the monitor has some cracks in the screen and as you as you gesture to it to imply that it might work a spider crawls out of it <laughs> Uh, um, I audibly shriek and jump like a few, (laughs) jump a few feet up and hide behind um, Malcolm. (laughs) 
It's only a little spider. It just carries on its way. Uh, to answer your question, probably no. <laughs> it, it, it had something in there. I wasn't completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, but I don't think it's on there. Or I don't think there's even electricity in this place to even try to turn it on if you wanted to. <sighs> if it did work and there wasn't cracks and there wasn't um, eight-legged insects let's just not talk about any eight-legged anything if that's if that's okay just just the number eight all let's right. not mention it at, 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 at all uh, okay oh yeah not even us as a team eight legs between us oh christ that's no. right don't oh, make him think about things jeez <laughs> why do you always do this <laughs> my job to know creepy things of course i'm gonna do this <laughs> me. it's it's always me the last time we i had a panic attack last I time i say it generally and you're the one who reacts to it well it, it almost seems it's like my fault uh, he, i i turned to um caleb again and just like can we can we just spider Please. Yeah, fine, whatever. Uh, did anyone look closer at um, what the sponsor's like paper said or if there's anything just outside of sponsorship paper um, work? There's, there's some old letters that appear unopened um, are just addressed to the corporation who filmed um, Jollity Park. It's mostly leaflets of, you know, have you tried panko cake bars? You know, the kind of things you'd expect them to hand out to visitors to the studio to go check out our sponsors. Right, right. Okay, then, yeah, I have no other questions. So, Caleb. Caleb's leading the way eight steps at a time. Duh! <laughs> all right, let's crawl our way to the next room, shall we? All right, so, round the corner, down the hall. And if you could all kindly deafen yourselves, except for shadding. Oh, okay. So, your phone rings. It says it's from your mom. His face, like, visibly, like, turns stoic. All right, what is it? Please, don't hurt him. Don't hurt my boy. It cuts out. Uh, what? For the rest of you, uh, Malcolm just got his phone out of his pocket, held it up to his ear, and then looked at it like it had kicked a puppy in front of him. <laughs> you good, mate? Uh... Got an unfortunate text through me? Uh, no, like, someone called me and, and it just dipped out and <laughs> I'm just gonna say whoever was on the other end uh, they wouldn't worry about me so that was interesting can you draw a card please yeah <laughs> is, there, is there even any reception in this place which reminds me you shouldn't even she has a good point and you shouldn't have your phone on remember because and I gestured to the boom mic. Oh, yeah, it interferes with your sound thingamies, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Can I, like, check my phone to see if, like, it is actually on, like, this time? No, and you, you actually remember turning it off oh. before you came in the building. <laughs> oh, you're, you're right, actually. It is off. That's, uh... <laughs> Wait, well, so, uh... hang on. Your phone is off, but you had a phone call. None of the rest of you heard a phone call. Like, none of you heard a ring. You didn't hear. You just saw me do... I think you just saw me do the thing. Uh, I was like, I... I swore I heard, I'm sorry, I just, I swore I heard a ring. Didn't hear anything? I didn't get sleep last night. Maybe I just, uh, you know, like I didn't get any coffee this morning. Maybe I needed like a, a venti instead of a, a grande, you know what I mean? Uh, my bad, so. I, I have no idea, but if, if you say so. I, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, let's continue. And he like puts his phone in his pocket. I might have a spare Red Bull if you want one. Yeah, and I, and I have a spare inhaler. So you've got both sides of the coin if you need it. A Red Bull or an inhaler. 
I'll take that Red Bull, actually. <laughs> I reach back into my backpack and ho- hand over a Red Bull. I just don't even don't even like have to feel around for it. It's just right there, like <laughs> <laughs> like indicating that the backpack might have quite a few in it. Efficient, efficient. Thank you, Teresa. That yes. And then he like pops it real quick with his other hand no expertly, worries. while his other hand has the camera, and then just downs that. <laughs> <laughs> Always happy to try and make people feel more awake and alive and with it. Thank you. So you know, like yeah expert here like professional love it continue while this is going on Roy mutters no one ever takes the inhaler no one ever takes the inhaler (laughs) right there's a a cool breeze almost that comes through the corridor from the door you entered through just the wind blowing into the building but it's enough to send a shiver through all of you it's getting quite cold main autumn I guess I'd say we should shut that door but given where we are it's probably not a great plan might have a skeleton fall on us or a bucket of water <laughs> or something triggered by closing the blowing door or something with eight legs comes out of no, nowhere no, you, you know you, what you I mean? do, you know, I would, <laughs> no I've had that yeah like skeletons any day an eight legged skeleton even completely fine just not an eight legged other creature that See, you're that referring to see that I don't to. get uh, what if it was an eight legged animated skeleton that that would be a problem yes I am imagining it <laughs> despite my attempt so it's the fact it's alive it's it's, it is the fact that it is alive. A dead eight-legged anything is is, is dead. Even not really... though the dead thing was once alive. Okay, you're not helping me at this at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to. In fairness, are you sure about that? Because because I feel like uh, I don't know. It just it just seems like you have an obsession with eight-legged creeping me out. Only obsessed because it's bothering you, bruh. <laughs> he just shakes his head. <laughs> All right. So you have. A room with a mannequin that fell from the ceiling at you, and a hallway. What are you doing? Hallway. Hallway, I think. Yeah, I agree. I can back out into the hallway, yeah. Okay, you traverse. There's not a lot to see at first. It's suspiciously dull. There's nothing else that jumps out at you. There are no more visible spiders. (laughs) Hang on. <laughs> I mean, invisible spiders is a whole different issue. But there are cobwebs which imply the existence of spiders, but you can't see the spiders. They're invisible spiders. They're ghost spiders. Yeah, um, I, I. The spiders with invisibility cloaks. Roy is doing his very best to avoid catching any of the cobwebs on his uh, boom mic while just muttering to himself bloody horror, bloody people, bloody show, freaking bloody. Um, through and through. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as you reach a another sort of T-junction, there are doors down both sides, all options. Please, can you deafen thyselves except for Patch? Okay. So you might want to do a double take the next time you look behind the camera at Malcolm, because for a minute you thought you saw your old boss standing behind the camera. Please draw a card. Oh, dang. Oh, great. <laughs> Okay, so Caleb has been taking the lead. He gets to the T and he's gonna, so he's he's looking down, like he cranes his head down the left side, like looks, eyebrow raises, and he turns, he looks to the other side and the eyebrow raises like that way. And uh, so he's like, he looks and he goes, <clears throat> well, and then he turns around to go, there's only one direction that I think we can go. And that, Ted? No. What? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and that is to go left. Left is always the way 
that seems to have the most interesting parts to it. Sorry, pause, pause. Uh, one second, who's Ted now? Yeah, we got that on mic, by the way. That's And camera. Yeah, like... that, that's not part of the script. Who's who's who? Who's who's Ted? You said Ted. Who's Ted? Ted? Um I did hear that right. It wasn't just yeah. it wasn't just me. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. It's very faint, but I heard it. Uh Ted Ted's not important. Um some other time. What matters is important enough for you to mention it in the middle of filming. And did you see something? And like he's gonna look where Caleb was looking. <laughs> yeah, it must must have been a trick of the light from the camera, and it's it's been I don't know, maybe the cold in the air or something. Just, uh, I don't know. It's just, don't worry about it. And You're we'll... saved from having to explain anything else. Sorry to interrupt. You're <laughs> saved from having to explain anything else as another bizarre audio file comes to you from above. Let's take a look at all the prizes up for grabs today. A holiday to the Cayman Islands. A high-tech stereo system. A color TV. A cuddly toy. And tonight's grand prize. Oi, 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 oi. Uh, that's that, not um, how that jingle usually goes. That that shouldn't be how any jingle goes. What the hell was that? I could I could really use that trip to the Caymans right now. Yeah. Yeah. A light flickers on to the right. Hang on, you said the lights. What kind of light? Is it like a light bulb or like yeah. a, a one of the light bulbs? Like someone's just gone light bulb. Teresa, is the electricity supposed to be on here? Is the building still on? Like, as in, is, 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 is it like, you, you know, like, um, um, the thing? GM, is the electricity supposed to be on and do I know that? <laughs> um, <laughs> you're honestly not sure. It falls into the category of stuff you couldn't find because this building ain't on any maps. I have absolutely no idea. Oh, that's unfortunate. I mean, technically, according to the internet, which knows everything, this building does not exist. So whether the electricity is on or not, I mean, it's non-existent electricity, innit? Because the I building guess. doesn't exist, so there's no electricity. That makes absolutely... It makes sense if you think about it and don't get scared. I mean, the... If there's no building in existence, then there can be no electricity on in the non-existent building. So either way, this is weird. Another light comes on. And that's even weirder now. I like, in the grand scheme of things, electricity is not on my list of things that I'm afraid of. But it's not the electricity. Who the hell is switching it on? Hey, where's where's the other light coming from? Is it like same side? Like same side. There were one at the far end of the right side and then the one closer to you. Oh, so it's coming close to the lights. I don't like that. Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen this in a movie. I think that was probably the other way around. Like the darkness coming closer. Oh, that's probably well. Maybe this is something benevolent switching on lights for us. Hey, in that case, this is exactly uh, what we're looking for. Or not. Quick question for the director. I said I was still at like the head of the T. Yep. So I'm seeing the lights come on. I don't see anything coming down the hallway. Nope. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> can I turn my camera towards the hallway? Yep. It's lit up. You, you can now see in grand color, thanks to the light, there's no more desaturation, just how rank it is here. <laughs> high fidelity. High fidelity. Uh, <laughs> this place ain't going to pass any health and safety checks anytime soon. This Ugh. is definitely not good for the sound. It's not good for us. This could also <laughs> fall into the category of like, you know, the surprises they were talking about. But I mean, this is oh. a bit much. No, that's right. I'm, I'm sure John would have um, 
I'm sure this is his his idea. Sure. Like we can't have any on this any of this on film. You know, we can't have you mouthing off saying, "Oh, so and so sets this up for us," because that completely ruins it for the viewer, and it's not in the script. I mean, the, I think, they can like dub it out. I mean, it's not like <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. I think we would have had to cut with the whole Ted thing anyway. So until we yeah. start again, this is this is off off record, off the record. Well, let's just get out of get moving then. Um, as I was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously when given two paths, uh, you obviously always want to go to the right and they very nicely lit the way for us. So let's get going. As you do, I just give like Malcolm a quizzical look. I mean, that's, that's applied to mazes, like not really about buildings, but, uh, you know, yeah. Right wall kind of situation. Uh, Yeah. Let's go. It's it's fine. Just, okay. okay. You walk down the corridor through the lights. There's a very faint buzzing, just like a, a wasp just drove by and it's gone. And it sounds like it came from the other side of the wall, so it would have been quite close. But other than that, nothing strange happens down this corridor. Yeah, I probably tap on my headset and say, do you guys, do you guys hear that? Uh, yeah, I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounded uh, like an insect or something. Maybe it was just a electrical hum kind of thing, maybe. This is an old building. Yeah, know? or maybe that. Maybe inside the walls or something. Mm-hmm. It is probably the, uh, some kind of short circuit or something like that. Probably, I uh, was not good for our recording, but um, what I have to do? I mean, nothing about this environment is good for recording. <laughs> Wise words. We don't even need to put anomalies in there. They're ready-made for us. Whether it's spooky or not. <laughs> it is good. Bright side of things. Here we are in this non-existent building with non-existent lights and a non-existent buzzy sound. That's the one. Well, Caleb? According to the internet. And the internet never lies, does it? So, as Caleb will see as he's going first, um, there is a little signpost. Just something someone's nailed to the wall that just says, Costumes and props. That way. Studios. That way. And just gives you a nice little signpost as to what is down this corridor. Okay. So, all right. What do you guys think? Uh, costumes or see the big stage? Definitely not costumes. Gathering what I just saw in the first room, I don't want to see any more mannequins. Oh, you don't want to see one dressed up in a clown costume? Okay. Mm, no, dude, no. <laughs> I'll just let you know, clowns do not scare me, but that's just rude. <laughs> well, what if it was eight clowns? <laughs> As you all discuss clowns, <laughs> a, a light comes on behind Caleb, and I'd like everyone to make a either ignorance or carelessness roll, um, medium. Okay. So, so you said um, for willpower, it's one point to roll through all three dice. If you're on easy, yes, it is. I believe. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got my numbers. What do I do with these numbers? So you need to see if the numbers... So for... uh, What did I say it was? Medium? I think I said medium. Um, Medium, yes. So if it's medium, so out of the three numbers you rolled, pick the middle one and see if it was higher than the stat you picked. I've got six, two, two, and my stat is one. So you still rolled over, so that's fine. Okay, cool. My stat is four. I got four, six, six. If it meets, does that mean it passes or... So you'd be doing the middle one. So if if you got four, six, six, then you'll be picking a six. Oh, I see. Okay, then. Oh, so close to a critical. I know. (laughs) So close. close. Out of curiosity, Director, when you provide us with an option, do we have to choose the option before we roll or can we roll and then choose the option? I'd prefer if you chose it beforehand. Sorry, I didn't specify. That's all good. Just to see what would your character more likely notice things with at this point. That's all it was. Ignorance would have been if you were in more of a a thinking mode of, of... watching and thinking and carelessness would have been if you were in the middle of doing something else 
So did, did you multitask? I rolled for ignorance and got a four, which is higher than my one. Fabulous. So I used two points of willpower <laughs> um, because I just kept rolling ones. Uh, but I, I for oh. my I, I went carelessness, I have a one. I ended up with a three. Okay. I think you have to do a stress roll because you failed the first one. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because it's stressful when you fail things. Like, nobody likes doing that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that. All right. So, stress roll. So, we're going to go with... So, we're going to make it be the same stat that you failed on. Um, so, okay. whatever you rolled against last time, that's what this stress check's going to be. So, just a medium, medium check against the same thing. Okay. If you uh, succeed, there's no change to your stress. If you fail, you raise your stress level by one and become tense. Okay, well, I was rolling against a one, and I got a five, three, and a two, so I will pass. Amazing. Real. Okay, so those of you who paid attention and succeeded your rolls, see the figure of a person slumped against one of the walls. <laughs> just lit up by the industrial lighting that just came on. Is I'm supposed to be here? Uh, I'm going to go over and very cautiously see if they're going to move around. Um, As you approach, the smell hits you. It is like nothing you've smelled before. Teresa, are you good? Malcolm whips the camera to Teresa as she's approaching. Absolutely stinks in here. Can you not smell that? It slowly wafts down the corridor. It's You can smell it, it's just not quite as intense as as Teresa has it being a bit closer. Okay, wait, wait. Whenever there's shadows and, and stuff like that and a smell, that usually means... You know, you know, death. Oh, uh, oh, um, and then like Malcolm's gonna like look at the thing and uh, All right. like slowly walk closer to see if it's actually a person. I'm gonna join. By default, Roy's staying next to Malcolm for the show, but yeah. So the figure is slumped forward and slightly to the side with their head lolling away from you. And as you walk around, what you see is like something from a horror film for a moment it doesn't look real it looks like a skull with what was someone's face and it has been caved in from the top the body is slumped in a pool of blood the hand gripping a phone it smells and there are flies everyone please draw a card oh god okay um is it real oh um, is there anything we can roll to check if this is a prop, or do we know that this is definitely not a prop? Yeah, you can roll something to check it. You could roll ignorance if you wanted to, to um, see if you can know enough about biology or anything surrounding that. Um, you could do, you could roll cowardice to be able to actually go up and check. In fact, yeah, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like you to roll cowardice to actually go up and check. Cowardice, okay. So I'd like it to be a medium roll again okay wow okay um i have one for so yeah it's the middle one that i'm looking at for yeah okay i got a five and i have one uh for cowardice so you're rolling really well (laughs) it's good Uh, it's only a matter of time (laughs) (laughs) all right so yeah yeah you have a brief moment of going and then you check it and it's sticky and fleshy and oh god do you think that might be real uh uh, he's gonna, he, he had pulled his camera in to like get a closer look. Not like be just like respectful, mm. like going, like looking at all the parts, just looking at the face and also realizing at the same time. And then he suddenly jolts up and back, probably accidentally bumps into Roy. And he's like, um, that, that's, that's a real body. Um, that, that we should, we should, we should not be, we need to, no, we need to get out of here. 
at this no, point. You, 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 you we gotta go. We've gone to Lens here, haven't they? Sure, this is you... commitment from our props team, I'm telling you. Yeah, hang on. Like, I'm... We, we gotta go. The rest of the lights come on around you. All of them. Uh, what do we, is there anything that immediately stands out, like, looking around? You're in a corridor with a body. That, that's what stands out right now. Uh, is, so the body's more lit up now? You all are. Okay, this is a lot. You don't need, you don't need your torches anymore. Okay, let's, let's, let's... Can we tell anything about the body? It's wearing overalls. Um, or is, is it too, is it too, um, decayed, or can we tell anything about the body? It's not that decayed. It, it's not been here decades. Male, female. It's male. It's wearing overalls. Can you make a can you make a impatience check for me? Uh, just an easy one. Oh, God. So I'm just assessing whether she can take a patient look at the body or if she's doing a really hurried scan. <laughs> gotcha. I got two, two, three, and my impatience is four. Ooh. So I think I've failed on all counts. You have indeed. Would you like to use your willpower to reroll? Um, yeah, I'll have a go. I'll use one willpower point. So that means I have four left. Yep. So right. you can use that one re- um, willpower to reroll three of your dice. And after this, we'll do the stress check for having failed the roll. Yeah. Cool. Willpower is great. Please use it. So my impatience is four and I've got six three and one okay so it was easy so yep that's a that's a win and what i'd now like you to do is but i've got my stress yeah i'd like you to roll a hard carelessness check to see if you get stressed so this is to um this is to see if while you're trying to pay attention you're not slightly affected by the body in front of you and the awareness of what that is (laughs) good luck Teresa. That's a two, a three, and a four, and my carelessness is one. Oh, so you, you pass. Oh. You managed to not get tense. Well done. <laughs> hey. Super. Okay, so yeah, um, as you as you manage to, to look over the body, um, you see that it has a name tag that says Jeff on it. Um, you also, your eyes get drawn to his phone, which occasionally seems to light up and then go back to being asleep. And you realise it's because he's got his finger on the ID scanner. I'm going to take the phone. I'm going to put his finger on the ID scanner to open the phone. Okay. And I'm going to see what's on it. You shouldn't be be touching dead bodies. Wait, you? We need to call. Well, what are we going to do? Call the police to a place that doesn't exist? You were the one who said that we should just not touch the... This place, like, if someone's dumping a body because it's like a place that doesn't exist, of course they dumped it here. The police could be here. We could get arrested. This is real. I think we're well past that worry now. What? I want to know what's going on. You check the phone. Mm-hmm. It looks like he had been in the middle of uh, writing out an email to your producer, John, and it just says, don't come here. But he never managed to press send. What looms within the walls of this abandoned studio? Is this all merely an elaborate prank? Or is there more to the dead man's message? Find out on the next episode of Don't Forget Your Towel. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at dfyt underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider supporting us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 
every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready.